I'm Marnie Nasher, publisher of the Central New York Business Journal, and I'd like to welcome everyone to our latest CNY Business Journal interview series. You know, due to the distancing requirement, of course, we're going to be conducting our interview today remotely. Please stay up to date by going to our website at cnybj.com regarding the news and the impact that the coronavirus is having on every business in Central New York. We're here. We're more important than ever. And as our new campaign says, we're all business. Subscribe to the Central New York Business Journal if you're not currently a subscriber by going to our website at cnybj.com. Now I'd like to introduce Lynn High, Chief Development Officer for the Food Bank of Central New York, non-for-profit serving as the main food distribution hub for hundreds, hundreds. <laughs> and Lynn, I'm sure can explain to us who those partner agencies are later that comprise the emergency food network in 11 county service region in central New York and northern New York. And Lynn is located at the food bank here in Syracuse. Welcome, Lynn. Hi, how are you? Very good, thank you. Let's, let's dive right in and get started. If you would just share with us about the food bank, how long have you been around for? Sure. So the Food Bank of Central New York was started in 1985. So we are celebrating our 35th anniversary here in uh, 2020. Um, and when the Food Bank started, we were just about some donated leftover food. That entire year, we distributed 330,000 pounds of food, and we distribute that in less than 10 days now in 2020. Wow. And how many employees and volunteers make up the food bank before the pandemic had hit? Okay, so we have 59 employees and that is before and after the pandemic. Uh, for volunteers, I would say in a year, we had about 700 unique individuals during our last fiscal year. Um, this year, I expect us to be well over a thousand people, uh, unique individuals that come in because some people will come and volunteer just once. And we have other people that make a commitment, a lot of young retirees that come and make a commitment and they come in every week. Sometimes it's multiple times a week um, to help out with the different tasks that we have in our warehouse. That's a huge number uh, for your people power. And it's wonderful that people are uh, stepping up and really helping out like that. Tell yes. me how the coronavirus, excuse me, tell me how the, <laughs> I'm having trouble talking this morning. That's okay. Um, how has the coronavirus impacted the food bank? So uh, as you can imagine, uh, we, were, we were distributing about 1.4 million pounds of food on average per month um, prior to coronavirus. So our March numbers show a tremendous increase. We, just in March, we distributed 1.9 million pounds of food. Um, and that was, you know, throughout our 11 county service area. So you had mentioned we're in central New York, northern New York. We're also in um, the Mohawk Valley as well. And um, so there was a 20% increase in households. What we find very interesting is, is those households, um, the representation was about 30% more children were in need of emergency food supplies. Um, and we expect in April, our numbers to continue to grow. Um, our partner agencies, so those 300 emergency programs that we work with, food pantries, soup kitchens in those 11 counties, will report numbers to us um, right after the end of the month and we'll have April numbers in the beginning of May. Right, okay. you know, about a week into May, I guess. <laughs> right, and is were you able to take advantage of any of the stimulus that's been passed by the government? 
So what some of these different stimulus bills have happened uh, will mean more additional food commodities coming in from the U.S. Uh, government for the USDA food commodities. And those are perishable and non-perishable foods that will come to us. And it's in addition to, you know, the food that we're purchasing or food that we're getting donated. And um, through New York State, we were able to access some uh, hand sanitizer and um, gloves and masks for staff and volunteers. All right. And what do you need now in order to continue to operate other than those items that you're going to be receiving from the government? So, uh, you know, we are accepting food, but food is probably uh, the more difficult thing at this time to get because we do, we are working on a, a reduced uh, amount of people that are here at the food bank. Um, we're not allowing any volunteers to come in here at this uh, food bank location and uh, in the town of Van Buren. Um, monetary donations are very helpful uh, because they allow us then to see what's available, kind of see what we have, see what's available and allow us to purchase those things so people can make complete meals. Um, out of the food that we're getting, because, you know, say from one line, streamline, we're only getting produce, um, and then we're getting, you know, maybe some protein items, but then we also additionally need grain items, whole grains, to make a complete meal. So uh, having dollars donated to us does help us with the nimbleness of, so that we can make sure that people are getting nutritious meals, but complete meals. Um, and then we are still accepting volunteers, like I said, not here at the food bank, but um, Rav Properties owns a building over in East Syracuse. I believe that he, he's also being featured as well. Um, but uh, uh, I found out about this space that he was willing to donate to us so that we can create that social distance between our staff that is here in the building and volunteers. Uh, we have all of our volunteer operations uh, over there. We're, we're running two shifts a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, 10 people at a time. We have a conveyor belt system so that we can socially distance our volunteers as well. And it's the first time we've used this conveyor belt system and it's working great. We borrowed actually from the Salvation Army because they have conveyor belts for their Christmas Bureau program. And uh, it's working great. And we're packing, each shift we're packing more than 300 boxes of perishable food, which we're then giving out either later that day or the next day through our mobile food pantry program, our fresh food program and then we're also going to some uh, locations where there's a lot of maybe homebound seniors low-income homebound seniors and getting that uh, fresh produce to them as well now do you feel like you can continue to provide for this demand we can we, we you know we are constantly we have somebody on staff that is constantly working on food purchases and sourcing food through purchasing and then we have a second person on our staff that is working through food donations so and we are seeing a lot of donated food right now. There's a lot of uh, distributors that have food coming in um, that maybe were used to be purchased through the restaurant system. And we know so many restaurants aren't open or they, the ones that are open are not doing the volume that they were doing. Or maybe um, that food was going to the school system or, or other different areas where they're not using that food right now. So some of it we can purchase, some of it we're getting donated to us. We are not in any jeopardy of never of not having enough food. Um, there will be food. It might just be a little bit different. Instead of having a can of peas and a can of corn, it might be frozen peas and frozen corn, more frozen peas and more frozen corn because we can't get the cans right now. You know, so it, it's really just us paying attention to what is available and making those switches 
um, and being nimble. And that's where going back to those dollars donated allows us to do that. Okay, that's, that's good. So you're improvising where you can, and that's helpful. What do you think the food bank is going to look like in a year from now um, with everything that's been happening? I'd love to say a year from now that this increased demand that we're seeing um, will have completely diminished and we'll kind of be back at that 1.4 million pounds, but I really think that that is naive for us to think. Um, this is going to affect so many individuals and families long-term, whether it's six months, a year, or, or beyond, because we know that there's local businesses that aren't going to be able to reopen and people are gonna be remain unemployed there, and there may not be jobs for them immediately. So we know that demand for our services probably a year from now are still gonna be increased over the levels that we we're seeing prior to COVID-19 entering our universe. All right, well, with your title um, with development, what do you see in terms of the change that the um, strategy is for you now in terms of reaching out for support? Is it any different than what it was before? Um, no, I mean, everything is always storytelling, telling the story of who we're helping. Um, it is uh, telling, telling our story. And I don't really see that changing in the future. It has changed recently because we've been the recipient of so, uh, we've received so much donated media um, from the stations themselves donating, but uh, actually Empower Federal Credit Union, they came to us and they had prepaid for media in March and April. And they said, you know what, we don't want to advertise right now and we want to donate all that to you. So if, if you've seen the food bank out there on television or on radio, we've received so many donations of media at this point so we can continue to get our message out. We're so thankful. Um, but it really is just us telling our story to the community so that they can choose if that's what they want to support, that there are so many children, families, senior citizens that struggle paycheck to paycheck, or if they're receiving a paycheck, we know so many aren't right now, um, that have diminished any sort of life savings that they have that are making really difficult decisions of paying for the rent or paying for food or paying for childcare so they can work and paying for food, that though these are the types of people that you're helping when you donate to the food bank. I think I will always be saying that message, but it might just have some different information in that message based on what we're seeing in the community. And to kind of reiterate, you did, can you take it just a little step further? What can somebody do if they were furloughed, if their business is closed, um, if they had a pay cut, and um, they're struggling for food, where can they go to receive that help? Sure, so we work with a, a network that we had mentioned of emergency partner agencies. So the people hopefully don't have to leave the community where they reside to access nutritious food to them. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna call the food bank. So the, the number, our main line number, which is 437-1899, and we'll get a referral. We're not gonna, you know, at our level, we're not asking names. We're just going to ask you where you live, and then we're going to refer you. We're going to say, oh, well, this is the food pantry that serves your area. These are the hours. Uh, this is the location, and make sure that you can, you know, that you can get there. Um, we're open 8 to 4.30 every day for those referrals, but we also partner with uh, the United Way funded 211 programs in all of our communities, and so if somebody finds themselves um, 
needing to find that information on an evening or weekend when the food bank isn't open, they can call 211. They can get that information as well. Um, and then at that pantry level, uh, there is some information. You have to have proof of re residence and things like that. Um, but your income requirements are self-declared um, because you know a lot of people, their income that they're getting right now is very different than the income that they got a month ago. So it's a completely different situation. It is self-declared. Um, and our, our network is, is there. They do this every single day or every single week, depending on when they're open. And they're professionals about helping anybody in the community that, that needs help. It's wonderful to have those resources. And it's now more important than ever. And I'm yes. sure that people listening, that it may affect some people and uh, that they should not feel shamed or embarrassed to go out and utilize the resources. That's what they're there for. That's um, what we're here for. Exactly. You, you said it exactly. That is exactly why we're here so that we can help people get the nutritious food that they need to live and to survive and thrive. Thank you. And finally, uh, going back to where you said, yes, you can take, you know, you can take donations. You still are looking for volunteers. If people are interested in connecting with you to do either one of those, what would be the best way to reach you? The easiest way is to go on our website, which is foodbanksny.org. Okay. Um, there's a donation button right on the homepage. And then there's also a section for volunteers that you can navigate to. We actually have a microsite that we work with and it lists out every single opportunity that we have, the date, the time, the location, how many people that we need for that and what you'll be doing. And then if you decide to volunteer, you fill out uh, an online form. So that's all the paperwork that we need. Um, you fill out that online form. And then once you have that kind of account almost, it's a two click system to volunteer. It's and then somebody, somebody gets back in touch with you or it, how, how would that work? Um, they'll get a confirmation email, right? It, it's like a whole system, but there, there is, uh, Matt Manaco on my team, he deals with all of our volunteers and he generally is in whether it's a phone call or it's an email uh, response that you can get in touch with Matt. But everything, once you sign up for something, you get an automatic confirmation that tells you where and when before the, you know, right when you sign up and then right before the event. Um, and then there's actually, we follow up with you after the event as well. All right, great information. Uh, good to know. And in your opinion, uh, coming from a nonprofit that's uh, serving a really large need right now, what do you see on the horizon for the Central New York community one year from now? One year from now, I think we'll be we'll be thriving again. I think we were doing really well um, before COVID nineteen, and while we're on this pause, if everyone continues to be on the pause that we need to be on for social distancing so we can really um, diminish the spread of this, of this virus. Um, I think if we all kind of wait and, you know, listen to our government officials personally, listen to our government officials, um, go back to school and go back to work when we're told to go back to school and work. I think that a year from now that that will reap the benefits that we'll be able to have our bustling economy going again. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you for Thank your you. feedback. Thank you for having me on. It's, our, it's my pleasure and uh, we're happy to be able to spread the word. And again, we'll put your, your um, email, not email address, but your website up for people to connect okay, if great. you wanna 
donate or to volunteer their time or if somebody needs your resources yes. uh, or food resources not coming from the food bank directly obviously but from and of your course partner you could, agencies yeah and you could always put you know my email address people can reach out to me directly too if they want to speak to me um, whether it's being referred to a program or you have questions about our work or want to support of course you can contact me directly as well Okay, so Lynn, what, what would be your email address then? It's very easy at lhy at foodbanksny.org. Okay, we'll put it up on the screen as well so people can see sure. that. Thank you for spending time with me today, everyone. Please stay healthy during this difficult time. Every one of us has been impacted, but we will persevere as a community. Thank you. Thanks.